0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Patton, and I'm super, super excited today because we've got an amazing guest star. He's the nicest, friendliest, most positive guy on the earth and the most humble. He's an international speaker, author, trainer, and advisor whose clients include small, medium, and Fortune 500 companies. And he's a leading authority on online and offline networking, social media, and all that sort of good stuff, and in particular, LinkedIn. In fact, he was on LinkedIn before pretty much anybody that's still working at LinkedIn was ever on LinkedIn, except maybe if the founder or the guy that you know started it, if he's still on LinkedIn. So that's how long he's been using it, and he's got... Uh, He's got like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in his uh, LinkedIn connections and everything else. But what really sets him apart from everybody else is he has the most recommendations on his LinkedIn profile of anybody in LinkedIn, which is 25, sorry, 1,250. 1, I can't read numbers uh, this morning, and uh, which I think is just absolutely amazing. So I, of course... Uh, When I found this out, because we actually were uh, on a totally different podcast show, uh, one I do for E6 Energy, and we were just sort of talking about life and all those sort of good things, and this kind of came up, and I was just like, wow, I got to know, because I'm on LinkedIn, and I think, you know, I'm not sure exactly the number, and I'm sure he'll tell us uh, how many people he's got, like, directly connected, but I, I think I've got, like, 42. And, but I have three uh, recommendations on LinkedIn. So obviously, it's a an amazing business tool that I have totally uh, avoided and ignored, much to my detriment. So he's going to be educating me, and of course, uh, you as well. So I really want to welcome you, Kevin, to the show. Thank you very much. And uh, Kevin Knebel, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Scott. Thank you for that very, very kind introduction. It's always an honor and a lot of fun to speak with you. So I'm looking forward to this conversation.
0: Yeah, me too. So you live in Colorado. It happens to be summertime and the whole place is burning up. Is that right? Pretty much. <laughs> and I so I, so I want to thank you very much for taking time out of filling up the bucket of water to to be with us today. Uh,
1: well, it, it's an honor to be here. It's um as we always say, not to be a motivational speaker, it's not what happens, but it's how you handle it and this too shall pass. So, every region of the world has their own issues with whatever they're Natural disaster is Colorado in the summer tends to be pretty dry, and this summer is more dry than normal. So there's a lot of fires going on, but there's been some pretty miraculous outcomes, too. It could have been a lot worse.
0: Hmm. Well, and it's so funny because you're in Colorado. It's dry. I'm in Vancouver, B.C. It's wet. We're, our problem? We've got flooding. We've yeah. got like 300 homes that were uh, flooded out and about three or 4,000 people that were moved because uh, of the different flooding along the Fraser River, either not too far from where I am and also for, further upstream. And I just think, man, if I could just take some of this water and ship it to you guys and dump it on those fires, we would look after two problems.
1: <laughs> if there were a way to do that, we would gladly accept your water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you were mentioning before we went on the air that uh, there was a miracle that happened. And so I'm, I, and I stopped you at that point because I really wanted you to share it with everybody. So let us let us in on what happened.
1: Well, there's. A, thank you for asking. There's a lot of miracles, actually. Where I live, I live in the Colorado Springs area. I live in a little town called Monument, which is about 15 or so miles north of Colorado Springs. I live at about another 1,500 feet of elevation. But my brother lives in Colorado Springs, and if any of your listeners have seen the news the last couple of days, we've had a fire called the Waldo Canyon Fire, mm. and it's, um, it's a tinderbox, and it wiped out last week, it wiped out about 350 houses, very similar to the number you said you had flooded out. And uh, of course, that's not an easy thing, especially for those 350 families. Their mm. homes are completely leveled, burned to the ground. There's, they're gone. But one of the miracles is only two people died. And I'm not minimizing those two people. You know, it's a shame that those two people lost their lives, but boy, oh boy, a lot more people could have lost their lives. It seems like the two people that did lose their lives, for whatever reason, didn't leave their home when they should have. And if you saw the video on TV, it really looked like um, Germany in the 40s when we bombed it. And it was just nine miles wide of fire consuming almost every house in its way. My brother's home was one of those homes in that neighborhood that was on television. And we thought for sure his home would be completely gone. And it's turning out that, no, his home was spared. And not only was it spared, there's almost no smoke damage. Wow. Which is... Which is mind-boggling because when you look at the films, um, you'll see one house completely gone down to the foundation and the next house is standing and still has mail in the mailbox. So nobody's really figured out how this happened, how some houses were spared, other houses were gone. But um, just on a personal level, my brother, his wife, and his two children appear to be able to go back into their home probably in the next couple of days when they let people back in. And uh, praise God, they haven't lost their home.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it really it is.
0: It re- really is a miracle. Yeah. Uh, wow. Power of prayer, right?
1: Eh? But, our, but our prayers still go out to all the people that were affected and are still affected. I mean, 350 people are basically starting from scratch. But it's been incredible to see how the Colorado Springs community has really rallied around these people, the firefighters. I mean, when, when the stuff hits the fan irregardless not irregardless regardless of political affiliation lifestyle affiliation uh, religion it's really nice to see how people come together
0: yeah, yeah yeah and it's just i just wish we could do that when we didn't have some massive catastrophe
1: that's the trick that is the <laughs>
0: trick yeah one of my friends once said you know my goal in life is to have everybody who gets into an elevator talk to the other people in the elevator
1: You know, every time I get in an elevator, I developed this habit years ago. Every time I get in an elevator, as soon as the doors close, I turn around, look at the people and say, I guess you're all wondering why I called this meeting. (laughs) And people laugh and it just breaks down the barriers and and everybody gets along.
0: That's a great icebreaker. Thanks for sharing that, Kevin. (laughs) So you are like the main man on LinkedIn, well,
1: some people say that I, you know, there is a lot of main men and women on LinkedIn. I am very blessed. There is a lot of people that are very good at using LinkedIn. Um, I've been teaching how to use LinkedIn for nine years, which most people think LinkedIn hasn't even been around for nine years, but it That's has. What I would have said, yeah. Um, the, the reason that I think that I am often referred to as kind of a, a LinkedIn leading authority is because of my background. I I do not come from a tech or a marketing or an IT background. I come from a sales and relationship building background. And when you marry time-tested, proven relational networking and sales skills with a tool like LinkedIn, what you can do with it is quite different. And I'm I'm gonna annoy some of your marketing listeners and I'm not insulting anybody, I'm just trying to explain something here. Just because somebody has a marketing background doesn't mean they could sell their way out of a wet paper bag. Yes. And I don't claim to be a marketing expert, although my clients tend to call me that. But I in no way say that I'm a marketing expert. So when you give a tool like LinkedIn to somebody who's got a very time-tested, proven track record in sales, the way that tool is used is quite differently than if you gave the tool to an IT or, or a marketing person. So, yes, I have a lot of companies that hire me and bring me in to train their sales forces. But I always say I'm teaching them how not to be a a spammer, a stalker or a pest and how to add massive value so people want to do business with them. So, yes, I I spend a lot of time speaking and training on LinkedIn all around the world.
0: So if somebody is thinking, well, you know, I've been on Facebook, I've tweeted a few times, I've never really looked at at LinkedIn uh, or where where would someone where should somebody start
1: uh, well i think the starting is just an understanding of why linkedin is relevant LinkedIn has a hundred and forty hundred. I'm sorry, hundred and sixty million users worldwide. They're registering another two users every second. The average LinkedIn user is over forty years old and earns over hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm. So this is a very desirable business demographic. This is not Facebook. This is not MySpace. This is not Twitter. This is a different animal. If anybody friends me on Facebook and they could, please feel free to do so. I love Facebook. There's always a party going on on my wall but if they friend me on Facebook, they're going to see things like my family, my wife, my kids, all the kind of stuff that I like to post. But on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's all about business. So regardless of what someone does for a living, their LinkedIn profile has really pretty much become their de facto 21st century electronic business card. So I don't care if somebody's a garbage man, a lion tamer, a lion tamer or a corporate executive. They need to have a robust LinkedIn profile that presents them effectively, and it's not their website. Some people say to me, well, Kevin, my website does that. No, your website is designed to sell somebody something. Your LinkedIn profile is designed to establish your credibility. And if you're not, if you don't have a credible profile, you could still be the best person in the world at what you do. You're just not correctly represented on the world's largest business role index. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, so what you're really saying is – and one of the things that I say to a lot of people is you try to be everything to everyone. You're nobody to no one. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is is here's a place where business people congregate. And uh-huh. so if you, if you go there, you're going there to present yourself as a business person, an entrepreneur – and you and that's a great place to connect with people who I mean as you the demographics you said were pretty amazing right uh, and, and then you just need to go from there so my next question would be what sort of things should should somebody have on their profile in order to uh, you know make it a, an effective business card. in, in great, effect.
1: Great, great question. And this goes back to what our parents and grandparents told us for generations. You only have one chance to make a good first impression. So we want to make sure our LinkedIn profile looks good right out of the gate because anybody on earth with a cell phone could be looking at your LinkedIn profile and they're not stalking you. They're just trying to figure out who you are. So the first thing I would say is people need to have a smiling headshot. Don't go to an f- expensive photographer and get a $2,000 picture. Every cell phone on earth nowadays can take a picture. Stand against the wall, take a picture of yourself smiling, and just put it on your LinkedIn profile. If your picture on Facebook is you in a thong doing a backflip off a high dive, there's nothing wrong with that on Facebook because it's, that's Facebook. But your picture on LinkedIn should be a smiling headshot because it's business. Number two, you want to make sure you have your name, obviously. But if you're a female You want to make sure if you've ever been married, and I don't care how long you've been married, you can be married 90 years. You want to make sure you have your maiden name in between your first name and your last name because LinkedIn is a database. So regardless of how long you've been married, you'll see as we get a little deeper into this. How some people from your past may be trying to locate you, but if your maiden name is not represented, they're going to have a hard time finding you because they're going to be typing in your maiden name. And if it's not in your name, they're not going to find you. The next thing you want to do is you want to make sure your headline, you have 120 characters for a headline to explain what you do. Most people just put in their job title. I would suggest put in your job title and use up the remainder of those 120 valuable characters with some kind of a description as to what you do and how it adds value to people. And you can always go back later on and change this. It's not written in stone. And then beyond that, I would say just fill out your profile as completely as you possibly can. This will take time. I would suggest doing this for 15 or 20 minutes every day for the next couple days or weeks And we could spend an hour, and I often do when I do my LinkedIn boot camps, I spend over an hour explaining how to optimize your profile. But for the purposes of today's podcast, I'm just doing this very high level and quick, I would suggest your listeners take some time over time to make sure their profile is as robust as it can possibly be because huge doors of opportunity swing on little tiny hinges. And you only have one chance to make a good first impression.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, I have to tell you, uh, Kevin, uh, you know, I need to be really transparent on this. I'm, uh, I have my LinkedIn profile open. And as you've been talking, I made three changes to it because <laughs> I didn't even know there was a headline. And I thought, as you're talking, I'm looking at it. I'm going, like, what's the headline? And right. they had just taken, uh, you know, one of my owners at one of my websites that I, I and put it up there, or maybe I did and didn't realize. So I just totally changed my uh, my headline to something that's way more uh, impressive than what it was before. So thank you for that. I mean, already uh, I've made some some major changes. So the next question that I have is. Uh, if I have a specific – well, actually, let's, just, let's be really specific. I One of the things that I'm starting to do is design golf course iPhone and Android apps. So in other words, someone who's got a golf course, uh, you know, I think that their demographic have probably all got smartphones. And they would like to get on the smartphone and book a tee time or get on a smartphone and see, uh, you know – what's going on, what the events are, what's happening at the golf club or whatever. And no golf course that I found in Canada anyway seems to have – or very few seem to have them. So I think this is kind of a good thing to get into. Right. And But I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm thinking, well, how do I connect with a specific group of, of business people? In this right. case, golf course owners or managers or marketing managers. And I think that, that concept would apply to anything, whether you're – um, you know, whatever business you may be in, it's like okay. Well, how do I connect with? How do I find that group, right? Because to me, right now, it's kind of this. Okay, 160 million people, uh, business people. Great, but you know, I only want like ten of them. Right. But I can't find them. I can help you find them. <laughs> I, I thought you might be able to. <laughs> I can help you find them
1: quite simply. Um, the um, and what and your question is very very normal. After training organizations and individuals on how to use LinkedIn for nine years, I can absolutely assure you that very few people truly understand what they have their hands on. It's very common for people to say to me, Kevin, you know, somebody sent me an invitation to get on LinkedIn last week, last year, last decade. I forgot my password. I'm on Facebook. I hear that LinkedIn's good, but I don't know what the heck to do with it. If your listeners are in that category, they are completely normal. And I always refer to LinkedIn as a Mercedes S five hundred with low profile Michelins and the air conditioned seats that keep your butt cool. And most people at most people at best think they have a rusted out 73 pacer in their driveway. But you really have a very high quality vehicle. So and, and I'll also preference uh, preface my answer to your question that the next time we do a podcast, if we do another one, we I can always so. we can always turn on go to meeting. And I can actually show you, you can be looking at my computer screen so that not only are you verbally hearing the answer to my question, I can actually show you my LinkedIn account and I could answer your question live in real time and you could actually see that visibly. But I can, I can verbally walk you through the answer to your question. So what, right now I'm looking at my LinkedIn homepage and your listeners are probably also have an extra screen open on their computer screen with LinkedIn. I think one of the most powerful buttons on LinkedIn is actually the answer to your question, by the way, and it's also hiding in plain sight. If you go to your homepage on LinkedIn and you go to the right-hand side to the right of the search box, there's a little button there called Advanced. And if you click on that Advanced button, that is going to open up the holy grail wow. of search. So if here, if you put in like if you looked on that search there, do you see where it says country on the left hand side? Yes. You hit the drop down box and you go to Canada. Yeah. And then you put in your postal code, and then be- which is right below that, and then you did a search up in the title area in the upper right hand corner. You put in I don't know owner golf course owner whatever, and you're only limited by your imagination as to how you would use this tool. This page right here will keep you busy for a long, long time because this page shows how LinkedIn is a database. So I'm going to do a different example, only because it's easier for your listeners probably. I'm going to do an example right now where I type CEO. Let's just say I'm looking for CEOs in the upper right-hand corner, and I hit current, and then I'm going to put in a zip code of downtown Denver just for the kicks. And your listeners can understand what I'm doing. They could always play with with this any way they want to play with it. And if I just do a 25-mile search, irregardless of industry, and I could select the industries below, a single one or multiple ones or any combination, if I do a search for current CEOs within 25 miles of downtown Denver and I hit search, I pull up 7,426 results. Now, If your listeners have been in business for more than 5 or 10 minutes, if they've been in business for 5 or 10 years, we would have killed for a tool like this 5, 10, 15, 20 years. We couldn't even have dreamt of a tool like this. And we're not stalking. We're looking at the information that these people want us to see about themselves. So we could open up their profiles. We could see where they work, where they used to work, their work experience, maybe their contact information. And then more importantly, because LinkedIn works in three degrees of separation and it exposes the hidden connections you already have that you didn't know you had, Now we can ask for a warm introduction to these people through a mutual friend. And let me just take a very brief side note here, and this is extremely important for your listeners to understand. I'm not a big fan of the word social media. I'm a big fan of the word social networking. Social media, in my opinion, media is a one-way monologue. TV is media, radio is media, billboards are media. People are tired of being spoken at. They want to talk with. The challenge is that very few people study effective networking. Most people think of networking as schmoozing and throwing your business cards at people. And if, they're, if that's their perception of networking before social networking, If they suck, or as it says in the good book, if they sucketh at traditional networking, they're going to sucketh at online or social networking. But that's easily remedied. If they read a book like How to Win Friends and Influence People or Endless Referrals by Bob Berg or or, um, any of a number of other books that I could recommend, really, we've entered an age now where it's not about your computer skills. It's about your networking skills. So this tool that I'm showing you is an extremely powerful tool, but it, the linchpin, the, the 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 hinge that all of this swings on, is a person's networking and interpersonal relational skills. Because I could show you all the things a Mercedes Benz could do, but if you're four years old and you've never driven a car and you can't reach the pedals, having a Mercedes S500 isn't going to help.
0: No, that's right. Wow. So basically when you do that search, you'll see the people that are connected to the people that are connected to the people that are connected to to you. You'll see the people
1: you're personally connected to, and then you'll see the person one level removed and then another level removed beyond that. Three degrees of separation.
0: So it's important to get in there and connect with uh, the business people that you know already.
1: Well, let's talk about that. That's a great point your listeners people's success in using linkedin effectively is typically going to be determined by the size of their linkedin network this is a this is a situation it's not a a quality versus quantity conversation it's a quality and quantity conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we're seeing how interconnected the world really is through social media It makes sense to be as highly connected as you can, because the more connected you are, the greater the likelihood that somebody could facilitate an introduction. So if it's okay with you, Scott, may I give your listeners a free gift? Sure, of course. LinkedIn does not disclose its algorithms. None of these sites do. Google doesn't, Facebook doesn't, Twitter doesn't. That's kind of their own intellectual property. But because I've been using LinkedIn every day for nine years, I know what's going to happen when your listeners send me an invitation to connect on LinkedIn. You referenced it in the introduction at the beginning of this call that I've got a pretty big network, and I should. I've been doing this for nine years. I have over 21 million people within three degrees of me on LinkedIn. It's a its a very, very large network. And I know that when your listeners send me an invitation to connect with me on LinkedIn, I know that somewhere between three and five and a half million additional connections will be added to their network. Okay? That's a fact. I know it because I do it every day. That's going to save your listeners about. Four to five years of building their own network. So I want to give your listeners a free early Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and Festivus gift. Festivus for the Seinfeld fans. One of the smartest things they could do when we get done when they get done listening to this podcast is to go onto LinkedIn, to go in the upper right hand search box on the homepage of LinkedIn and type in Kevin Knebel. And Knebel is five letters: K N E B L. Could I please buy another vowel? And they're going to see my picture. That's me, face for radio. I'm that guy. And they're going to open up my profile. And on the right-hand side of the profile, they're going to click the button that says, Get Connected with Kevin. Then it's going to ask them how they know me. I'm going to suggest they click on friend because if they're a friend of yours, Scott, they're a friend of mine. And then if it asks for my email address, my email address is Kevin at com, And they could just type in a little chat box, I listen to your dumb jokes on Scott Patton's podcast. And then I'll accept their invitation. That's going to put somewhere between three and five and a half million additional connections into their database so that when they do a search, like we just did five minutes ago for a CEO or whatever their ideal prospect is, it exponentially increases the likelihood that a mutual connection in the middle has already been exposed. So I want to give everybody a free gift because it's it's really their success in using this effectively is going to be determined by how many people they're connected to.
0: Absolutely. And I'm shocked and, uh, embarrassed to say that you're a second level connection to me on LinkedIn. And, uh, we had talked previously and I was absolutely sure I'd gone into LinkedIn and connected with you and I didn't. So as you were talking, uh, that's just what I did. So, uh, that's that's really wild, and now a bunch of people have come up that that I actually know, um, and uh, that I but I had never seen on LinkedIn before. So I'm starting to connect to a few of those as well.
1: And right, just- and when and when when we get done with this podcast, I will go in and I will accept your invitation. And there's a way I accept it too that's a little different than what other people do. That really results in in, in huge. Um, sales and relationship building opportunities. But I'll accept your invitation when we get off this call. And um, at least now we'll be connected as first degree connections.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, now you've got me curious. How, how do you? What, what are you going to be doing?
1: Well, um, people often ask me, Kevin, how should I be on social media? And my funny answer is usually, well, you don't really have much choice. Because unless you were a multiple schizophrenic before social media, you're going to probably be on social media how you were in the offline world. So just like in the offline world, if you and I were at a networking meeting and you walked up to me and said, hi, my name's Scott, I wouldn't just kind of look at you and then ignore you and walk away. I would start a conversation with you. Hi, Scott, where are you from? How long have you been doing what you do? How would I know if somebody I'm speaking with is a good prospect for you? And this goes back to my earlier point that because most people have never studied effective networking, and it's only because they don't really typically teach it in school, they'll teach you all the other stuff like the Pythagorean theorem and all kinds of other things that will never put a nickel in your pocket, but because most people are never taught how to build relationships, how to network, how to be positive, the things that lead to massive success, they're not going to know how to automatically do it on social media. So when you send me an invitation to connect on LinkedIn, I have a very simple template that I copy and paste into my reply when I accept your invitation. And that that reply opens up a possible relationship but please understand that my reply in no way is trying to sell you something it's not trying to spam you just like if you went to a networking meeting and you came up to me and introduced yourself and all of a sudden i'm trying to sell you my product that would be a major turn off to you
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and i call that kissing on the first date most people not only kiss on the first date they use tongue i te- <laughs> i teach just the opposite And again, this goes back to my earlier point that because for so many years I've been teaching traditional offline networking, once you apply those offline time-tested proven relational skills and apply those to online – and by the way, I do this on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You connect with me on Facebook, I send you a nice template. You connect with me on Twitter, I send you a nice template because all I'm doing is I'm extending my hand in friendship and saying, hey, Scott, thanks for asking to connect. How may I help you in some way? I've got a couple links to some things that might add value to you. Again, they're not trying to sell you anything. That's a really poor way to start a relationship. Mm-hmm. But but I'm creating a know, like, trust relationship with you right out of the gate. Because all things being equal, people do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust. So when people look at me and they go, Kevin, you're a social media guy. I nod politely, but I'm really not. I mean, I am. I mean, companies like McGraw-Hill ask me to write books on it. But I, I don't lay in bed at night thinking about social media. I lay in bed at night thinking about how can I help people increase their no-like trust factor. It's just that quite often social media is one of the mediums that is currently used. So sorry for kind of that long answer, but I needed to kind of frame the answer.
0: Right. No, I think that's awesome. And, and you really opened my eyes up to a whole area that was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. And yet uh, when I think of Facebook, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's tons of social, um, non-business stuff that's going back and forth. And get, and then every once in a while it gets kind of mixed in with, uh, you know, MLM stuff or, or Nigerian uh, bank <laughs> accounts or, you know, or business. And it's just it's really not, a, in my opinion, a, a good place to to conduct business, it's a great place to kind of let people know. But like you said, you know, if you're going to go for a job, you know, a job interview, and someone checks up on your Facebook stuff, there, there's quite a, you know, a lot of people have drunken photos on it or that sort of stuff. That you know, all of a sudden, I mean, because you hear those stories all the time. Like this guy was, we were going to hire him until we went to his Facebook and we saw what he did on the weekend, and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to have him in our company. So, but by having a really good link, so that's an issue with Facebook, right? And if you treat LinkedIn the same way, it's it's going to be uh, pretty sad. And and it's what I love about LinkedIn too is the because uh, I just went and 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 had about five or six people that I saw that I was not connected to directly, but who I actually know, right? Right. And I thought, oh wow. <laughs> uh, and I just sent a little typed a little quick note, sent it off, and and one of them uh, accepted in the time that you were talking. Yeah, that's quite normal. Most a, a, That a means good, people are on LinkedIn.
1: Who knew? Um, <laughs> o- only the people over 40 that make over $100,000 a year. I'm, I'm joking with that. There's people under 40 and there's people that don't make $100,000 a year. But one of the tips that I, I suggest to people is most people have on their computer open at any given point in time multiple screens.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it serves you very well to have your LinkedIn account open on a separate screen. And when you're talking to somebody on the phone in business or whatever, open, just type their name in the search box. And it's not because you're stalking them. It's because as a business professional, the more information, the more information I can know about Scott Patton, when I'm talking to Scott Patton, the more value I can add to Scott Patton. And again, I wrote a blog post recently that says that most social media questions aren't social media questions. They're networking and relationship questions. I'm going to say something pretty strong, okay? And I'm originally from Jersey, so I tend to sometimes say things bluntly, but I'll say it with a smile. Any idiot can Teach people the right button to push on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter to make a LinkedIn profile or to create a Facebook fan page or to send out a tweet on Twitter. Any idiot can do that, and many idiots do. It's not about that. You don't have to be a transmission repairman to drive a car, you don't have to be a social media expert to use social media. It's not going to come down to, hey, I know which button to push. It's going to go, come down to, hey, I know how to add so much value to people through my relationship skills that they want to do business with me. Yeah. So it makes sense to keep LinkedIn open on a separate screen so that as you're talking to people, I can, I'm looking at your, your account right now. I could, I could start a conversation with you on a, any of a number of different topics just looking at your LinkedIn profile. Right. So, and again, this, this, but again, this doesn't come down to social media. It comes down to networking skills. Hey, Scott, I see you like tennis hiking and travel at the bottom of your LinkedIn profile. How long you been playing tennis? Now we could talk about that for 20 minutes. That's right. Where Where you been traveling to recently, but I'm not trying to be manipulative. I'm just taking a sincere interest in you as a human being. And unless you're Hannibal Lecter, how wouldn't you like me more?
0: Absolutely. And then I would be checking out your profile, seeing what you're up to. And then who knows where it goes from there.
1: But and exactly. And that but that has nothing to do with social media. It has to do with. But and the funny thing is, we were, we've we been doing this for 100, 200 years. It's just that in the past, we never had tools like LinkedIn in the past. If it was 20 years ago, you and I would have a conversation. And somewhere in that conversation, I would ask you, what do you do for fun when you're not working, Scott? And you would say, well, I like tennis, hiking and travel. But now, with social media, I can open up your LinkedIn profile, and before I even ask you the question, I can already see it. Yeah. I, could, I could bring that up in conversation. Hey, hey! And people always say, Kevin, how do I subtly bring this up in conversation? I say, don't be subtle. Why don't I just say to you, hey, Scott, I'm sitting here looking at your LinkedIn profile. I see you like tennis, hiking, and travel. Tell me about that. And now I'm talking about something that's of interest to you, and what's the people's number one most favorite subject on earth? What Me? It's themselves, of course. I want to learn about the tennis, hiking, and travel. But again, not because I'm trying to be slick or figure out a backdoor way. It's just because I'm I'm trying to take a sincere interest in you. And you have to be careful with this stuff because it really reveals people's character. If somebody's just trying to gather this information for manipulative purposes, the other person will see it coming a mile away. People are pretty darn smart. But if people are sincerely using social media for ways to add more value to other people, they'll see that coming a mile away too. So sometimes I feel like the whole concept and the whole subject of social media kind of borders on philosophy, but it kind of does because you can't outrun your character.
0: No, that's right. And that's an important part of of doing business, right? You know, business is really just all relationship. And that's an area I think that a lot of Internet marketers forget. It's like, you know, here's uh, here's my latest offering or here's my affiliate offer or, you know, whatever. Buy, 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 buy. And they never add value to to the relationship. And then as a result, uh, we learn to just click delete when we see it or or unsubscribe if we want to be that uh, pretty, you know, that uh, if we want to take the effort to even, you know, unsubscribe. Right. I know I don't. I just I click one button it highlights all my emails in my list and then I hit delete and they're all gone at once. So uh, that's quicker than trying to unsubscribe from all 500 emails. Right.
1: Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. and, And the simple answer is if an Internet marketer prior to the Internet didn't understand relationships, they're not automatically going to become relationship experts just because they have a Gmail account.
0: No, that's right.
1: Th- this, this is so simple to understand if you just apply common sense. You tell me why somebody who was really good at traditional marketing, and when I say really good, we'd have to define really good. You know, at at what? At, at, <sighs> yeah, you know, I, I get so passionate about this because cause so many people look at this and they go, no, this you know this internet stuff and social media it's disconnecting people, and I say, no, 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 it actually. It's creating almost unlimited opportunities to connect people, but you have to be coming from that mindset. You can't outrun your character. If prior to social media, you were just trying to figure out ways as a marketer to spam the crap out of people. Now you're going to have unlimited ways to spam the crap out of people, but you're also going to have unlimited ways for people to delete you. And when they see you coming, they will run the opposite direction. So, so and they do and they do. So it makes even from a selfish perspective, even if somebody's only doing this from a selfish perspective, long term, it makes sense for them to sharpen up their relationship skills because they will be found out. You cannot outrun your character. It's way too easy for me to type somebody's name into LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Google and YouTube and figure out in about 90 seconds whether this is somebody who adds value or somebody who's just a pain in the butt. Yeah, that's
0: actually that's really, really true. Yeah, and reputation is uh, so important.
1: Well, nowadays you hear words like brand. Do you you know, listen, listen to this, folks. Write this one down. Brand is just a fancy twenty first century word for reputation. That's all it is.
0: That's right. It's a good brand, say, it's a bad brand. When
1: people say, "Oh, I want to improve my brand." I say, "Then why are you trying to become a social media expert? Why don't you just add friggin' massive value?" And friggin's not a swear, it's a New Jersey term of endearment. But if you yeah. if you if you get up in the morning and go, "How can I build my brand? How can I leave a legacy?" All that kind of crap. Why don't you just do the right thing and add so much value that the legacy and the brand takes care of itself? I don't think anybody 200 years ago was sitting around thinking, I need to increase my brand. No, they just got up early in the morning. They worked their butt off. They added as much value as they could. And they knew that what goes around comes around. By the way, nothing's changed. It's exactly the same. It's just now it literally comes around at the speed of light.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, our time has flown by Kevin. This has just been <laughs> a whole treasure trove of information. Certainly woke, uh, woke me up and opened my eyes. And, uh, and I, I really want to appreciate you t- taking time out of uh, throwing water on the fire to spend <laughs> it with us.
1: Well, thank you, Scott. If you want to do this again, theres we are just scratching the tip of the iceberg of ways that your listeners could leverage LinkedIn. There's so, so much more that we could cover. I mean, I deliver LinkedIn boot camps that go sometimes four hours or longer in length. So um, if for whatever reason you want to continue to dig into this topic or Twitter or whatever and another occasion I think you're great Scott I think what you're doing is adding massive value to people and I'm all about adding massive value if I can help some way it's an honor to be talking to you and for your listeners to be listening to me and I just want to say thank you you're you're a really cool dude I wish we lived closer because it'd be great to have lunch with you once a month or so
0: (laughs) (laughs) it would be it would be I feel the same way Kevin I really appreciate having you in my life it's been a lot of fun and uh, so thank you very much. So tell everybody like where your blog is, where your website is so they can see. Oh. We obviously know how to find you on LinkedIn, but uh, you know, I think you, your your posts on your blog are spectacular. So I want to share well, thank, that too.
1: Well, thank you. And actually people can get to my LinkedIn. To, if people go to my LinkedIn account, they can, there are buttons there on my LinkedIn account where they can click on the button. It goes to my website. It also goes to my Twitter account. It goes to my Facebook account. But the easiest way to find me is to just go to kevincanebel.com. Again, Knebel is five letters, K-N-E-B-L, kevinknebel.com. They can connect with me on all those social media platforms from my website. There's one button to connect on all of them. They can also subscribe to my blog. They can subscribe to my newsletter. They can friend me on Facebook. I would suggest they do. We have a great time on Facebook. Um, But if I I, I just I'm a real simple guy, the 80s were not kind to me and I'm a couple fries short of a happy meal. Here's my basic philosophy. I want to add as much value as I can in this lifetime. So I'm extending my hand in friendship to everybody that's listening to me if I can help you in some way, and I have no idea what that means. Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe we'll flesh it out together. I'm just extending my hand in friendship and saying, if I can help you in some way, I'd like to help you. Make me prove it. I'd love to connect with you in some way. And I just want to say thanks again, Scott. It's always an honor to speak with you.
0: Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for joining us, everybody. I'm uh, looking forward to having Kevin on again. We'll, uh, we'll, I guess we don't have to twist his arm. And I really want to get delve more into this whole LinkedIn thing and the other things that you're uh, that you're passionate about as well because I think it's a great uh, interest and value to, to everyone certainly to myself so thanks Kevin for, for being here for me and everybody else we'll see you next time bye bye